Even though this is our third pregnancy, it's our first gender surprise. I just know it's a boy. <laughs> then explain my weird pregnancy cravings. Boy or girl, we just want the baby to be healthy. We've spent months researching the best place to deliver our daughter. Son. So, the one thing we're not keeping a surprise? It's, it's an, an Eastside, Eastside baby. baby. With maternity and NICU experts, breastfeeding support, and more. Celebrate your baby's birthday at Eastside Medical Center. Visit itsaneastsidebaby.com to learn more. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years. <laughs> Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. Mike Salmon along. Stephen Julian, who's a little technically challenged this morning. You clearly are not the <laughs> IT department of Business Radio. Neither I should us. have asked Trey how to do it. Uh, we've got some new gadgets here in the studio. There's that a wonderful we... little stopwatch. Well, it's a big old I'll post watch on, on the media. wall. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And, it and Mike said, me. all you got to do is press this. Nope, that's not what I got to do. So I had to restart it. Anybody, so, Trey, I'm working with you next time. Any, anybody in IT that wants to come work at Business Radio X, give us a call, because we have no idea how to run any the of this stuff. The phones are open. Way above our pay grade. Operators Wrong. are standing by. Mike Salmon, Stephen Julian, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And we've got two wonderful guests to the studio today. Carolyn Bledsoe is joining us from NAC Consultants, and also... Yoshi Demoto, who is a, a friend of the program, back for we think his fourth time on the show, to talk about Japan Fest and the Japan American Society of Georgia. Yeah, he's at his mic. Like, he's been on so much that's like, that's he's his He's got his own folks. seat and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So that's coming up. We're excited to talk about Japan Fest. But first, Carolyn Bledsoe. The company is called NAC Consultants. Carolyn, you're the president. Thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Tell us what you do. What's NAC Consultants? Certainly. NAC Consultants is a workforce development consulting organization. And I am the president. And basically what the program, the company does is we provide solutions in workforce development. We work with uh, public and private entities, local government, to help shape, form, and restructure employment and training programs so that these programs can have better outcomes. And so many, many programs are available through federal funding and so uh, many programs have different strategies and different outcomes, and uh, unfortunately, many of them have different challenges. And so what NAC Consultants does is we come along and help them to understand what their challenges, what their problems are, and how they can improve their outcomes to have um, uh, better outcomes, so to speak, for the people that are involved in those programs. So you, uh, so you talked about being a solution uh, to to these companies. What are some of the solutions that NAC Consultants has been able to deliver to some of your clients? Yeah, so basically what we do is we go in and we take a look at how their organization is structured. And so we look to see what problems they are having. Case in point, uh, there are many programs who serve different population groups. And so in serving different population groups, there are challenges in and of themselves. A case in point would be those companies that are, are those organizations that are serving um, ex-offenders, are those organizations that are serving uh, veterans that are coming out of the military. And so what we do is take a look to see 
how they are working with community organizations, how they are addressing the challenges that this uh, population group, and what solutions that they provide to make sure that they are able to move from one level of involvement into their program to the next. And often this involves the training and su support services and just following up to make sure that people who are enrolled into the program know how to navigate different systems so that they can easily uh, achieve uh, a better outcome. Carolyn, I know you work with a lot of, you mentioned government agencies, public, private sectors, and so forth, a lot of businesses. There's a lot of um, challenges out there, and I know one would be the, the skills gap out there, you know, finding people to fill the positions. And we could probably go down a whole litany of a right. list here of, of all the challenges you're facing. So we'll hit on a couple here, but how do we address the skills gap? You know, that is the number one problem that companies are facing all across the land. And it is like the big uh, the question that um, nobody knows the answer to. And so there are some instances where you have um, authors or you may have um, consultants or you may have some companies and some programs taking a stab at it. But the challenge is the lack of symmetry or the lack of connectedness in addressing this. And so skills gap is something that is ever-changing. And so one of the things that many people often thought was, oh, people just don't have enough skills in science, technology, uh, engineering, math. They thought that typically was the skills gap. But it's deeper than that. It's deeper because you have an ever-growing retirement uh, community. People are retiring at a faster rate than ever. And then you have the emerging of your um, millennials. And so with one group leaving the workforce and another group coming into the workforce, how do you bridge the gap to make sure that all of that information that the individual is leaving who's retiring is able to transfer to the millennials? And then you have the different population groups that are just being left out. Um, companies, I think, also are probably not planning ahead of time to prepare for the skills gap. So what I say is let's all come to the table as workforce development professionals, as colleges and university, as a local government, as community-based organization, and let's talk about this. Let's talk about and put on the table some best practices that will not only help local government but help employers and in turn provide a funnel so that individuals who are skilled and ready to go can gain access to jobs, and let's look at population groups that have traditionally been left behind. Hmm. So, uh, Carolyn, uh, Mike asked about the skills gap. I'm going to uh, take the conversation to the company that is kind of fully employed. They, they've got all their employees in place, um, and and they're they're keeping up with their growth. Uh, they're not necessarily need to add more employees. What are some of the best practices for those employers to kind of retain? the employees they have? How, how do they create an environment where they're creating a team, a community, where people are going to want to keep growing with the company? I think that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked that. I think for those companies, it is important to be open and ensure that employees that are working with those companies have access to at least talk and discuss challenges that they see. You know, we know that there are no perfect companies. I mean, ideally, we would love to have uh, most companies in a situation where employers are relatively happy. But unfortunately, we live in this society where people are constantly moving. 
And so you will at some point in time have turnover. You will at some time, some point in time, experience growth. And for that company who seems to have uh, a good grasp on their employers where things are okay, they will grow. And as they grow, they have to think and plan and strategize on what are they going to do to bring in the best talent. And once they get the best talent, how do you retain them? And how do you work with the people that are there now to move them up to a higher level so that you can retain them and that you can make sure that there are no gaps? So it really is a three-pronged approach in looking at how you ensure that you as a viable company make sure that you address all of the aspects of what's needed to ensure that uh, you there, that there aren't gaps in the skill sets that you need for your current employers and for future employers. Our guest is Carolyn Bledsoe with NAC Consultants here on Gwinnett Business Radio. And Carolyn, you had me at hello. I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm impressed with what you're saying. You obviously know your stuff, so I want to ask you about, about you okay. and your background and, and, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, that's a good question, too. You know, I am originally a Southern Belle. I was born in Louisiana, and I migrated all across the nation, and I spent the most of my professional careers in Seattle, Washington. And so um, I've been in human resources, workforce development for over 20, 25 years, and um, and uh, it was in Seattle that I took on the the concept of workforce development. I had owned my own uh, re executive recruiting company where I was recruiting executives and working with the higher end. And as I began to do that, I got calls and questions from the community to say, why aren't you more involved with people who are in the community? Why aren't you working with local leaders? Why aren't you working with community-based organization? Well, long story short, I took that dive and ended up working with local government, managed a workforce development program, and um, um, just began to enjoy what I did, was successful, so much so that they lauded several workforce development programs on me. So I got my start in workforce development, so to speak, in Seattle, Washington. And I do this, I think, because as a young girl growing up down south, I saw the challenges of just graduating from college and trying to find a job. And so it's like, well, it's supposed to happen. I mean, I've got my degree in hand, I'm ready to go, what's the problem? Well, that didn't happen as easy. And so I wanted to know why. And so in my quest for wanting to know why, I headed straight for HR, straight for personnel, and then I found all the different intricacies that are involved in that. So uh, intricacies and workforce development, I think those two, I mean, that's, that's a, it's out of your story, and that is still an issue that is going on in, in uh, the current workforce, and I don't know if you're going to be able to solve it completely, but you certainly are <laughs> going to give it a try, right? I am. Um, so when it comes to workforce development programs, why are those programs important, both for the employees and for the employers? What's the importance for everybody involved? Right. That's, again, very good questions. So I guess the best answer f to that question is workforce development programs are extremely important because everybody just doesn't have the aptitude and the ability to move from one level of society to the next. So you have people who are completing high school. They may get a job, or they may find it hard to find a job. 
Uh, they may not know how to access the different trainings and the different uh, skill sets, uh, skill opportunities that are available. So people really want, uh, there's an innate desire in everyone to improve themselves, number one. Uh, at some point in time, people will want to have a family. Everyone wants to be able to provide for their family. Well, employers on the same end, their bottom line is profitability. And so they want to make sure that they have people who can help them and making sure that their companies are run effectively and so that they can achieve the outcomes that they need. But I think most importantly in terms of why uh, we need workforce development program is because of the human aspect of it. Um, I w um, will never forget a a situation when I was in Seattle when I ran into this young woman and people have problems people have challenges and she always told me she said I just need a hand up I don't need a handout and through all of the problems that she challenged she just couldn't figure it out and she couldn't figure it out because she needed help with she needed uh, help with child protective services she was involved with uh, mental health um, counseling, she was involved with uh, the welfare systems, and all of these systems were pulling on her. And so she wanted to go back to school, she wanted to get some training, she wanted a better life, and so she said, I need help. And there are millions of people out there who are just like her. And so workforce development programs come alongside and provide people with the direction, the guidance, the support and the resources to at least be able to make a path from A to B. And they're able to go to school, get training, find a job, and extract themselves from this cycle of poverty. Wow. Well, I love the work you're doing, and there's so many more topics we could talk about, but we're running out of time. Who do you want to hear from? What are the types of businesses and companies that you would love to be able to hear from because a lot of companies and businesses out there sometimes don't realize there's an issue or don't know where to go so how's the best way to engage with you you know uh, your mega companies I think often um, for all practical purposes do a good job in terms of making sure that they have um, you know personnel departments and people who are uh, working to hire people so I think that particularly here in Atlanta I'd like to hear more about how Costco is addressing their skills gap, how Coca-Cola is addressing their skills gap, you know, how Wellstar, how some of the, um, how, uh, some of the other pu public um, organizations, even what is, um, uh, I know that Chick-fil-A has, you know, ideal company, but how do you deal with the, the concept of bringing people on who are traditionally unemployed? you know, uh, unskilled. And so is it just an instance where you say you don't have the skill sets, we're not going to hire you? Are you open to working with other programs who can provide some type of solutions? Because oftentimes you pass up good employers. One of the things you said at the very beginning of the interview that I, that I just want to ask and kind of follow up on, I, I got a little confused, which Mike will tell you happens almost every show. Um, <laughs> it sounds like some companies, there might be some governmental programs that they can kind of tap into oh, that yeah. where you which might actually help pay for some of your services or all of your I mean so I'm I, I did hear that right correct so there are many ways in which there could be partnerships and opportunities in which NAC consultants can work companies 
And so um, the concept of an opportunity where you would have a company who says, you know, we want to provide an opportunity to make sure that we have wage progression opportunities. Sure. In other words, there's this pool of people uh, where that we that we are working with, and we want to make sure that they have the skill sets so that they are, for lack of a better word, promotable, so we can move them up to the next level. How do we do that? And so what what NAC Consultants does is we come in and we take a look at their skill sets, and we come in and we take a look at how do we prepare them to have the necessary skills so that they can move on to another level. So does that mean apprenticeship? Does that mean some after-school training? Does that mean some customized? More than likely, some customized training that are related to the company. And so we come in and we take a look at that, and we devise a plan that's workable and that's feasible for that company. So that's one way we do it. Another way that we do it is work with, you know, I use this term a lot, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There are existing workforce development programs that are highly funded through the federal government. And so we take a look at those programs and see how can you come in and you can work with these companies and you devise the programs and so what I do is come in and I shape it and I mold it and I plan it so that it works for the work for the workforce development program works for the employer and it works for the employee and in the end they have a sequence of events where they're moving people on a regular basis from one level to the other and that's how you increase your wage progression opportunities. Carolyn, for those that would like to have a conversation with you or find out more about NAC Consultants, what's the best way to do that? Certainly. Uh, my website is nacconsultantservices.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, and you can find me on Facebook, NAC Consultant Services. And I want to make sure I got it right. NAC Consultant Singular Services. Yes, 1S. Right, we'll make sure com. the 1S is in there. Great. Right. Well, Carolyn, great stuff. Very impressive. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Carolyn said we asked some great questions. She had some great answers. I know. Very good. <laughs> I know. Thank um, you. Mike, you know Waffle House for great food, right? I do. Almost everybody listening to this show knows Waffle House for great food served by friendly people. However... Waffle House is also known as a place for a great career. It's a place where you work in a family atmosphere that promotes success, inclusion, and genuine care for customers and teammates. Whether it's a server or a cook or a host or a manager, Waffle House has the right recipe for success for you. Go to whhcareers.com today and learn more. I have a lunch meeting today. Guess where it's going to be at? Waffle House. Exactly. And I know what you're going to have. Because I, yes. Grilled cheese. Yes, I am. Grilled cheese sandwiches. I love the grilled cheese sandwiches. And also love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience. Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com today and join their family. Come on in and see the difference. And for more, check out their uh, offers and news and community events on Facebook and online. And of course, we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett that studio. was a great segue. I have so much to learn from you, Mike. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yoshi Demoto is here. He's with the Japan American Society of Georgia. He's a returning guest. Every year we come. he comes in and talks about Japan Fest. And this Japan Fest gets bigger and bigger and every and year. Absolutely. And I like to think that we're a, 
maybe a small part of a helping. Teeny, 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 tiny part of it. So, so Yoshi, uh, welcome back. Great to see you. Well, thanks for having me back and keeping my seat warm. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, before we talk about this year's Japan Fest and all the great things that are going on, talk about the Japan American Society of Georgia and, and what that organization does. Sure. The uh, Japan American Society of Georgia, uh, we're a nonprofit organization that basically brings together the Japanese and American communities together here in uh, Georgia uh, and throughout the Southeast as much as we can as well. Uh, we do that through uh, business development, so introducing Japanese companies to American companies and vice versa. Uh, culture exchange, teaching Americans here about Japanese culture, various aspects of it, but also teaching Japanese people living here about living, working, and going to school uh, and getting, getting them acclimated to the lifestyle here in the U.S. Uh, educational support, uh, we help students uh, learn Japanese. We also help Japanese students learn English uh, and then provide programs to kind of promote those studies we send students from Georgia to Japan every summer, uh, and actually uh, this year we're sending some in the fall and in the spring as well. Uh, and then we also host students from Japan all year round, so kind of we do short-term and long-term programs to help them uh, kind of learn about America and uh, the English language. But everything revolves around kind of the, the personal-to-person uh, relationship, so we try to build friendship between Japanese and American people as much as we can. And is it fair to say that Japan Fest that's about to come up uh, on the weekend of the 21st of September, is that kind of the culmination, the all-in-one, kind of the, the one of the biggest ways to kind of bring all that stuff that you do on a local level and in individual schools and in individual families and businesses. Is that one way to kind of bring it all together into one big gathering? Oh, most definitely, yeah. It's in sheer numbers. It's our largest uh, event of the year. Uh, we bring in uh, 20,000 strong each year. Uh, it's a two-day festival that encompasses everything about Japan. So whether it's all the Japanese investment happening in our state, there's over 600 Japanese companies in our state that have invested over uh, close to $11 billion, uh, who've uh, hired 36, 37,000 uh, folks. Wow. Um, so very close economic ties, right? So there'll be a lot of Japanese companies uh, that would be uh, on display uh, in a little mini trade show kind of area called JBIG or Japanese Business in Georgia. There's a lot of uh, cultural kind of workshops from calligraphy to uh, cooking uh, to Japanese haiku to all sorts of kind of arts and crafts. We have cultural displays there as well. A lot of educational components, uh, music, uh, martial arts, uh, dance, you name it, we'll have it at Japan Fest. And then speaking of great food at Waffle House, we'll have great <laughs> Japanese food at Japan Fest too. So, uh, so it's definitely, like you said, a culmination of friendship that Georgia and Japan share and it's a big celebration to uh, kind of uh, bring people together really all right so first off J big Japanese business in Georgia I like it but that <laughs> sure sounds like a wrestler's name right like a, like a former sumo wrestler who turns into a professional wrestler and he calls himself J big right that's right yeah. so that's free you can have that I know you'll never <laughs> use it but you can have it um, but uh, so let's give all the details I know we'll do it at the end but let's 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 pay it off right at the beginning so the dates this year the location and and where everybody can find all this stuff that you just talked about and then we'll talk more about the stuff you just talked about sure yeah so japan fest 2019 coming up uh, september 21st and 22nd uh, again september 21 and 22 uh at the infinite energy center uh, we've been there uh, over 10 years now we're really excited this year as uh as you all know they're doing a huge expansion project yeah. right so mm -hmm. uh so you know little by little uh the the venue is changing a little bit and this year there's going to be a whole new uh, parking deck so a lot easier access into the building and to the festival. All you have to do is just go into the parking deck and just kind of walk over the bridge and go straight into the festival, where in past years, 
uh, people have to kind of take uh, a little trolley or, uh, you know, depending on what time they got there. Uh, it was a kind of a harder access, yes. as you know, yeah. Mike. Uh, but, I went uh, last year. It was packed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so. and, and, and with all this stuff going on, I'm sure there's a cost to get in the door to look at any of this, right? Uh, there is. Yeah. Um, so in advance, uh, online, it's $10 uh, for the whole day, and you get to enjoy Hold on, it hold on. When I, hold on. When I went to a very uh, another big festival that happened downtown, just to get in the door, I had to pay like 75 bucks for the day. Oof. So... You're saying ten bucks? Ten bucks get yeah. you in the door. Just get in the door, and for all that stuff, music, and, and and you get access. I mean, I'm sure there are other things that cost a little more, right? There there are some there's other shopping parts and food of and things it, like that, right? But, right? but but just to get through the door is ten dollars. Yeah, right. Come on. Why do you think <laughs> and this? I, and why I do you get think to see is so, so popular? I get to see a bunch of. I get to see good music. I get yeah. to see good culture. I get to. to and I got to pay a little bit, maybe. But maybe there's some free samples of the food. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I know. Okay, man. But I get it online because uh, if you get tickets at the door, it's twelve dollars, okay. two dollars extra. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, and it's and a because great deal. it's at Infinite Energy, parking is free. Parking is free because that was another thing at this other convention I had to go to. Oh, I had gosh, to pay yeah. for parking, and it was like another thirty or forty bucks. So, but the location too to be in Gwinnett County, which is one of the most diverse counties, not yes. just in Georgia but in yeah. the entire country. I mean, you've got a home run just with the location. I think. Yes, yeah, Gwinnett County. Uh, we we've loved being here. Uh, such a diverse community here. Uh, so it's not just uh, you know uh, Americans, but a lot of international um, you know folks live here in the community uh, in the surrounding areas. Any, any any truth to the rumors that the expansion at Infinite Energy is specifically because of how big Japan Fest has well, been getting over the last ten years? Well, like you all say, we're growing each year. Exactly. Uh, last year we had twenty three thousand, but um, so we're we're hoping to grow in, with the venue, right? I so, like it. So as it, uh, like the venue it. gets bigger, we you know twenty five, thirty thousand, forty thousand. Sky's the limit. My, my concern is you grow so big and you leave Gwinnett County. No, and, no. Because if you go down there, then they're going to start charging fifty, sixty bucks. They're down to, I'm just kidding. Every just year, kidding. Yoshi, when you come by to tell us about Japan Fest something new is added every year that just blows our mind. What can we see maybe this year that that maybe we have not had the experience of enjoying J-Big in the, the past? wrestler, right? That's what, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. There's actually close ties between Japanese and American wrestling. Hey, man, right? so, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, yeah. Big, yeah. Yep. And yeah, actually one year, uh, the Butcher, uh, who was a huge you know, yeah. um, he was a huge star. He's in hit Japan. in Japan. Yeah, and he came was signing autographs. Stan or whatnot, Hansen, but. Uh, Japan is is the cradle, uh, <laughs> if not uh, one of the main uh, purveyors of professional wrestling. It's more realistic. It's it's honored over there. So anyway, yeah, we could go down that road, but let's let's get back to Japan. Please, <laughs> like, Jelly's a I got fan. us. I got us off the track. I apologize. My fault, Yoshi. I I interrupt. What are some of the highlights this year? Things that you're really looking forward to that. You can't miss. If you so, go, you can't miss this. So we have Japan Fest every year. We've been doing it since 1986, so it's our 33rd year. Uh, but we can't be doing the same thing each year, year in and year out, right? So uh, so this year we have a, a new theme of Get Ready, Travel to Japan, Olympics 2020. So with the Tokyo Olympics coming up next year, uh, we want to use this year uh, a way to promote the Olympics, but also promote kind of traveling to Japan. Uh, so we have a whole lot of displays to kind of promote the Olympics and uh, different activities surrounding it. Uh, and Japan has 47 prefectures, so we'll have uh, various prefectural uh, promotions of, uh, no, Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama. The big cities you know, are great, too, but uh, we have kind of the smaller cities, smaller rural areas that will have uh, displays to kind of talk about, you know, uh, some of the highlights that they have as well. Uh, but we have always a, a great lineup of guest performers. Uh, this year, uh, our highlight group is Minyo Station, uh, which is a very traditional Japanese uh, band with a flair of modern jazz. So they will have uh, traditional Japanese instruments 
including the shamisen, which is kind of like a Japanese banjo uh, that uh, kind of encompassed with, uh, you know, more kind of Western style American kind of jazz music. So, so that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we will have a Rakugo, a Japanese traditional storyteller. Uh, she comes and talks about kind of Japanese folklore. And with Halloween right around the corner, she'll talk about some ghost stories as well. Uh, we will have a samurai boot camp. Uh, so we'll have some uh, samurai folks coming to uh, train us about Bushido and the way of the samurai. And they also do a, a, a big performance uh, with a nice little backdrop kind of talking about uh, kind of the stories of samurai of the past. Uh, we have the Matsuriza Taiko drummers. Uh, they are huge in Disney's Epcot Center down in Orlando, but they're going to come up to Japan Fest and we'll have two performances each day. Uh, and uh, they're, you know, a raucous uh, kind of a uh, performance about the uh, Japanese, oldest Japanese instrument, which is the taiko drum, right? And then uh, a little bit nearer this year is we'll have a fashion show. Uh, so we have a uh, designer who just moved to Atlanta uh, a little while ago from L.A. area with uh, a huge passion on Japan. Uh, and she's going to be encompassing Japanese fashion with American fashion. And uh, so the kimono style uh, kind of uh, fashion uh, with kind of American latex, too. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot going on in Japan, for us to say the least. Uh, but uh, this year, we're going to try to make as many things as interactive as possible, too. So uh, all the different performances, workshops, we'll ask volunteers to come up on stage and they can, uh, you know, try to do the, the samurai or uh, they can try to uh, drum with the, the taiko drummers or they can try to do calligraphy with our calligraphers. So, so we, you know, it's, it's great to kind of see and uh, kind of experience Japanese culture, but to actually take part in it, I think, is that goes a lot more. So, Mike, he was pointing at you when he talked about people from the audience coming up to do the samurai and the drum. So I, I think there might be a... They better have some insurance coverage. <laughs> yeah, so, give me a sword. Uh, so this is uh, September 21st and 22nd. Um, what are the times? Uh, is kind of morning to evening, all day type it's thing? It's basically going to be all day. Yeah. So Saturday, September 21st, it'll be yeah. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Sunday, uh, the 22nd of September, will be 10 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. And for those people who've been to Infinite Energy, this is not just, is this basically taking over the entire facility? So the convention hall part, the, you know, just, I mean, everywhere, anywhere you go in Infinite, there, there's Well, not the arena, right? So, You're so the convention the arena, center part. It's more the not the arena, but everything else on yeah. campus yeah. will be, not taking over, but you know, we'll have a flair of Japan uh, sure. all over. So from the, the Forum, the convention center, the, yeah. the, the theater, uh, the Hudgens, uh, the art center. Uh, so we'll have, uh, you know, a little bit of everything in all parts of the campus. And yeah. the performances will be in the bigger part of the convention hall. And then there's all kinds of breakout sessions. I mean, it, you can spend 10 to 6 and you still may not see everything. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot sure. of our guests come actually both days. Yeah. So in case they don't get to Absolutely. see something the one day, they'll come back for the, the second all day. Right, let's so. go back to the ticket then, the 10 bucks. Does that get you in both days? Uh, that's for one day. Well, but okay, we do have day. a special two-day ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let him do the <laughs> yeah. special. See, I set him up. <laughs> so there's a two-day uh, special. It's a dollar off, so uh, for $9 a day, so $18 she gets you in for both days. So if you do want to come for both days, there you know, you save a little bit of money. And then uh, for students, actually, uh, for K-12 students, we do offer free tickets uh, through your school. Your teacher or your principal or your administrator needs to uh, apply, but uh, we do offer up to 50 free tickets for each school, uh, K-12. So. 
if you have uh, kids or you know know of anyone that might be interested in coming for free, then uh, yeah, definitely uh, apply through your school. If I hadn't asked that controversial question, we would not have found out that some schools can get free well, tickets. What I always love is just the educational part about learning so much about Japan and, and the culture and everything. Uh, a reminder, the dates, it's the weekend of September 21st and 22nd at the Infinite Energy uh, Forum in Duluth, Georgia. But if you're listening to this podcast after that date, There'll be a 34th year of Japan Fest coming up next year, so don't worry about it. September, right? For folks that would like to find out more information about Japan Fest, uh, whether it's this year's event or they missed this year's, want to know about next year's, or the Japan American Society of Georgia, is there a website dedicated just to Japan Fest? Yes. So so for Japan Fest, uh, we make it easy. It's uh, japanfest.org. Uh, so uh, it, it's live all year round. So hopefully you can come out this year. But even if you miss this year, we'll have it again next year in September. Uh, and then even if you miss this year or even next year, you know, uh, if you're interested in Japan uh, or just international exchange, we have, you know, smaller events all throughout the year from business workshops, seminars, company tours, uh, cultural activities, uh, student exchange programs, family outings and things like that. Uh, even sports outings, going to Braves games or Falcons games. So we do that all year round. Uh, so if you're interested in just kind of getting to know people, uh, come out to the Japan America Society website, which is jasgeorgia.org. Great. Yoshi, great to see you. Thank you for coming by again. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the success of Japan Fest and the growth, and uh, we are looking forward to a great one again this year. Look forward to seeing you all there. Yoshi Demoto with the Japan American Society of Georgia and Japan Fest here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Mike, just want to remind everybody that uh, Eastside Medical Center has been a community health care leader for over 39 years. Quality care close to home. Nationally recognized for patient safety, Eastside focuses on delivering quality care with exceptional outcomes by using the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside's system of care, visit eastsidemedical.com. That's right. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center. Uh, big thank you to our guest once again, Yoshi Demoto with Japan Fest and Carolyn Bledsoe with NAC Consultants. Our thanks to our producer Trey for putting us on the air. And Stephen, any final parting words? Oh, I have many, but we need to get out of here. You don't and, want to talk about any more wrestling or well, anything? I, well, of course, but you know, Carolyn was talking about as NAC Consultants creating a good workforce and she said there was no perfect company. This is a perfect company, so I don't want to ruin it by saying anything that'll make you fire me you're gonna make me cry for steve and i mike we'll see you next time here on gwinnett business radio